The other places I would drink would be uh, not bars, but was the punk scene. Art and I were hanging out with all these people, so we would drink at the Vats. It was an old, uh, I think it was the old Falstaff Brewery over south of Market, kind of towards the Mission. And um, they had all these vats that they would rent out and all the punk bands like, you know, MDC, DRI was there. The DK, Dead Kennedys had their own joint. The Slug Lords were there because that was, I was one of their, I think it was their last guitar player. That was cartoonist Jaime Crespo. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. Today, he's a successful and prolific artist living in Alameda. But in this podcast, Jamie shares the first part of his life story. His mom was Jaqui Yoeme and born in northern Mexico. She came to L.A. and then Sacramento, where she met Jaime's dad. She left there with her four-year-old son and came to San Francisco. The pair went back to Sacramento, where Jaime finished school. After a short time playing music and goofing off, he decided to move back to the city with some friends. Here's Jaime. Oh, my birth. Okay. <laughs> well, my parents had sex. Now, That's a good let me place explain to how that works to you kids. <laughs> um, yeah, my mother was from northern Mexico, and she's a, a, a yaki, or yo mm-hmm. And um, she came to California, L.A., when she was like around 10-ish. Okay. Her and my uncle was a couple years younger. Do you know about what year that was? Oh, that'd be the 30s, okay. like the mid-30s, right around the height of the Depression. Okay. Before it all, you know, finally got solved, I guess, or whatever, for whatever purpose it got solved. Before Bracera, though. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So she, uh, yeah, she came up from then, uh, or came from Mexico then, and her and my uncle, and they didn't speak uh, much Spanish. And they spoke no English. Okay. Because they were yuckies. And yeah. they're of they're of the last generation, from what I understand. Wow. That you know, where that was still, you know, from Sonora. They were pretty isolated in some senses. Also, they were um anti Spanish, anti Mexican government. You know, they didn't get conquered. It was them and I think who is it down southern, like the Zapotecs or somebody, mm. they still speak their own languages. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I guess because proximity to the border, the yuckies, it's different because everybody, you know. And and I'm guessing to the colonizer mind, like if you didn't live in a resource rich or, you know, other mm-hmm. like if you lived in a part of the world where that that the white people didn't want, right. they might have left you alone. They might have left you alone. So I do know uh for Cinco de Mayo, you know, when uh uh the French were, were tossed out of Mexico, you know, the French did approach the Yaqui to help the southern United States during the Civil War. Mm-hmm. to defeat the North. Oh. And then they said, if you help us do that, then we'll help you get rid of the Spaniards. Oh my God. So the Yaqui agreed. Okay. But their agreement wasn't, because like, yeah, great. So we'll get rid of those guys. And when you come down, you get rid of the Spanish, then we're going to get rid of you. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, ah, so my relatives. That's, that's, your, so, that's your people. <laughs> yeah. Love I was it. like, yeah, yeah. Flat up, and they hope you're gone. <laughs> so... Yeah, so that's she came up and she was in LA in East LA, as I said, mm-hmm. and with my uncle. And then her mom got deported, my grandmother, back to Mexico. So she was left with this actually Spaniards, family friends of the hers, and they treated her my uncle like chattel slave. I mean, they were mm-hmm. they owned a restaurant, so my mom like missed out on a lot of school because she was working in the restaurant while their kids 
got to go. It was almost like a Disney movie in a weird way. I mean, it really was. And not in the good part. She right. didn't get the good right. the good ending. Dark Disney. Yeah, dark Disney. <laughs> the dark web Disney. <laughs> Snuff Disney. Um, but anyway, uh, then my father, he is a Spanish and Portuguese origin, and that's why I physically favor. He was raised, he started out in Hilo, Hawaii, and then oh. they came to San Francisco and then Sacramento. Wow, okay. And then my mom's mom, who came back over the border, married a black man, my, my step-grandfather. Okay. And this is, it's not too convoluted. Keep following. <laughs> and they like, owned my like cafes and little hotels and stuff. And then they sold them and buy another one and keep it for a while. Then they moved to Sacramento and he finally sold everything and bought a cafe there. And then they got a hold of my mom. My uncle already split for the Navy because he couldn't hang living with that family. And my mother went up with her mom. Then she died a couple years later, sadly, in a robbery. Of Your something. mom did? My grandmother. Your grandmother. Okay. Yeah. So then... As time went on, after my mom met my dad and I was born, my mom, my dad was abusive. That's how we ended up in San Francisco when I was four. I started school in San Francisco. I started kindergarten, first grade, most of second. Okay. And then we moved back to Sacramento, and then my dad died. And we lived with my grandfather, my step-grandfather, and his new wife, his oh, step-grandmother. Wow. So I was living yeah, with these elderly black folks from Louisiana in a predominantly black neighborhood in you know, and then I moved back and forth between that neighborhood and my mom's neighborhood in Sacramento. About a year or so after high school, I moved back to San Francisco. Okay, so so so, so you like started school in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and then there were, and then um, at some point finished school in Sacramento. Yeah, 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 yeah. Finished. Got it. Yeah, Got and it. then I went to like a couple years of community college, and uh, yeah, then I said I'm out of here, and I moved to San Francisco with a childhood friend of mine, and then. You know, we all moved around and did stuff, and you know, let's uh, let's talk about because you said you were four or five that first time y'all moved to San Francisco. Oh, uh, four and a half, four and a half. So you must remember it. Yeah. Oh yeah, let's I definitely those, remember. It. Let's hear those first memories of the city. Oh well, the first memories. Well, well, going there was ter- terrifying in some ways, and it was okay. sad because we just left. You know, my little nuclear family, right? right so right. we were there, but it was a. Uh, yeah, it was different. I wasn't used to um, all the concrete at mm-hmm. first, you know, because mm-hmm. I was used to being around, you know, areas. Even though it was poor, we had open fields back mm-hmm. then. And, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, there was the broken glass and the abandoned car here and there. But it was a lot of adventure you can go do. Yeah. Um, Space. and Yeah. 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 And the city, it just had a little bit of a different vibe from what I remember. I remember starting kindergarten there. And there's a group of boys in that class that, well, they didn't like me. Well, it was kind of interesting. I noticed they didn't like me uh, and a couple of the Asian kids and the black mm-hmm. kid in our class. Mm-hmm. They were really bullies to all of us. So, mm-hmm. But I remember hating that. And then I made friends with this kid, Joe Fong, who lived down the street from us because we lived at a friend's of my mom's. I don't know how she got there. This is British lady. I don't know how she knew her. I love it. Yeah, she was older. I don't know how these things happened, but they happened. Yeah, I'm a little kid. I'm just kind of totally. You got to go where the food is, right? You know, so (laughs) exactly. Yeah, the food and the fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we stayed with them just for a couple months. Okay. And it was in a nice neighborhood too. It was over by Marina Junior High, so Chestnut. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really nice. But then my mom worked at a beauty salon. She was always a beautician in the Mission, and I went to the Catholic school. What the hell's the name of it? It's out on the rim of the Mission. But anyway. One of her coworkers found a better place for us out there, like a little one bedroom with a Murphy bed and all that. Oh. So the house is gone now. I tried to find it a few years ago. We were on um, on uh, 
Florida between 19th and 20th. Okay. The old mayonnaise factory used to be there yeah. back in the ancient days. And uh, my house, and I think the house is on either side. Or maybe we're the end one. There's three houses that are gone. Just demolished. And, and it's just a big oh. like apartment monolith now. Right, right. Right there. It looks one nice, but it's, you know kind of weird you go down there yeah my house was right about oh, <laughs> it's not there no more okay speaking of dark disney yeah 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 so more of that kid would this have been mm-hmm. uh rough like late 60s mid 60s actually okay. summers of love all that time period so you're young do you remember any uh, i remember shit? seeing hippies on the bus my yes. mom we took a bus uh, cuz we did the 14 mission a lot mm-hmm. you know and took us to downtown and stuff mm-hmm. but I, I don't know what neighborhood we were in but my mom's like ah oh, <laughs> look at those hippies you know uh, she just didn't did she like ever say them. long hairs no oh, no that okay. wasn't in her just vernacular hippie. just yeah. hippies okay. just hippies or yeah. hippies yeah <laughs> so yeah. yeah it was it was it was interesting i mean by that point though i kind of made some friends mostly in the neighborhood i was the only kid going to catholic school in that neighborhood so my uh, oh, Tomas and I can't remember his little brother's name. I think it was Ruben. We're across the street, and they were from. This is a funny story. They were born in the city. Their parents are from Nicaragua in the '60s, so mm-hmm. there was still other Latinos. Now, being from California, hell, from Texas, you can relate to this. I don't think so much Seattle, but uh, <laughs> anybody Latino back in like in the '60s and stuff, you're either Mexican or Mexican American. Yes, you know, Correct. there's no the, you know Cuban. Oh, that's Ricky Ricardo, right? You mm-hmm. know, or uh, what's his name on for, uh, Chico and the Man? You know, the mm-hmm. Puerto Rican guy, Freddie Prince. Right. So meeting them, I remember they said, "So where are your parents from?" Oh, we're going. I remember they said, "We're going Christmas. We're going back to Nicaragua." I'm like. Well, what part of Mexico is that? You know, I didn't even know. Exactly. You know, I thought it's like right near Zacatecas, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, no. It's, okay. So it was, but they were great. They were a cool family. They were right across street. Their house is still there. That first uh, time in SF, how long did it last? Uh, a couple of years. I mean, okay. I did kindergarten, first grade, and good portion of second. So I guess over two years. Do you remember any, like, restaurants shops doggy diner dude that was friday nights man if mom was doing well we're yeah we're on the bus and wherever the doggy diner closest to us was and we're getting the fries and a little hamburger and yeah and the dog head outside was just fascinating to me the hungry hippo was another place up on oh because i used to eat there in the 80s before they closed it it was on Venice at Pacific, right across from a Winchell's Donuts. Ugh. It used to be there. I used to eat Winchell's. They had that in Sacramento, too. So Right, but yeah. not Hungry Hippo. What no. kind of food was that? It was diner food. More just yeah. burgers, fries. Yeah, a, a little more on the ball, I would say, than, uh, say, Doggy Diner. Right. A little bit more. You right. Know, so. Did y'all go to Giants games, 49ers, any of that stuff? I went not 49ers. I went to uh, this guy named Mario, Italian dude. He, I don't know if they owned it or what the little market was kind of, he liked my mom. Mm-hmm. So he took me to my first three Giants games. Okay. So, and I remember the first game. I don't remember how, I know we probably went in his car. I just remember the green grass. I remember uh, we played the Cubs. I didn't know it was Chicago Cubs. I just knew it was the Cubs. Yeah. It was the name. But they're the little bears, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the Giants lost, but I got to see my hero, Will. uh, Willie Mays, hit a home run that day. Whose yeah. birthday, I believe, is tomorrow i think you're right 90 yeah he will be 90 yeah oh awesome. he did he we'll did no wrong pictures. no we'll have to take some pictures of that he yeah. has a um well, an action figure i guess it is yeah it is with a bat and everything yeah, it is. and then up there is uh uh my my son uh gave me that as a gift because he knows 
he's a hardcore Giants fan too. Yeah. So we have photos of us in games. It's multi generational now. So do you remember? Um, because like everyone's, <clears throat> I never get to see the Giants at the stick, but like oh. everyone's. The wind, the cold. Oh, yeah. All that stuff. The worst food. The Harry, whatever his name was, Harry Shear, not Harry Shear, but it was with an S. <laughs> Harry, somebody, some of the worst food you could have for stadiums. That's why I like to go into A's games for food. Yeah. And the A's were my American League team. You okay, know, they were, they were, but I was a Giants fan because they were here first. Yeah. And when I was seeing the Giants, the A's were still in Kansas City. They weren't okay. even here yet. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was a one baseball. Right. Because they came California. here 68. 68. Yeah. Okay. This is right before that. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. Okay. They were like in 66. Okay. Do you so. want to talk about um, any of that? So you moved back to Sacramento. And right. Is there any good stories you want to share from that? Or uh, Good totally stories? Well, it was nice being back. Those are formative years, right? Teenage years, all that. Well, yeah. I mean, I was back as a little kid. So in grade school, being in grade school. And I ended up at the school, El Dorado School. The building's still there. It's a sold two-story Spanish adobe style with a tile roof and all that. And... Um, it stopped being a school though in 1975, mm. but the building's still there. And mm-hmm. that, for me, I went the rest second grade all the way through six. That was that. I'm still friends with a lot of kids oh, from cool. there. We're cool. still friends to this day. So, um, so this one, would have been getting into the early 70s. Yeah, then? we okay. graduated there in '73, oh, and yeah, it went K born. through sixth grade. Okay. So that was the old school. And then the junior high was a block away. Kit Carson Junior High, the Pioneers. Yes. I remember I had to run laps when I was on the seventh grade baseball team because they handed us our hats and the school colors were orange and brown. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And I looked like the, the Cleveland Browns, I think, have that. Yeah. but so It's not unheard of, but it's like, really? Yeah. Well, I made the crack. Lou, are we working at A&W after this okay. or something like that? And exactly. Then, uh, crossbow, run a lap. You know, so... <laughs> I heard that a lot. Um, Were you already playing baseball in the, at yeah. seventh grade? Yeah, yeah. And oh, yeah. like you dug it? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. What positions did you? I did a lot of outfield because I was quick and had an arm, but I'd back up second base and pitch. You know, mm-hmm. everybody would pitch just about. Well, mm-hmm. not everybody, but certain kids. And I, I caught on towards the end, like when you said twelve or so, like in major league. That. Um, yeah, if you 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 know a decent player, but if you were also a decent pitcher, you're on the all star team. Right. So. Right. Yeah, it wasn't until high school I started playing. I did two years where I played baseball all year long. I played wow. high school ball, uh, legion ball in the summer, and then fall ball. Mm-hmm. So I remember my mom saying, yeah, he's only home like December and January. That's yeah. it. He's gone the rest of the time. Well, that's so, I feel like California lends itself to that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah a lot of ball players, tons. Totally. Yeah. And I'm um, from the end of that era, too, where it was, you know, it was just kind of what you did. I mean, right. skating had hit. I got in a lot of trouble because I was hardcore into skating in high school, okay. playing baseball. So, okay. you know, coaches were like, hey, you shouldn't be on there. You can break your leg or your arm and da 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 Right, da. and you'll never get injured playing baseball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, of course, I was a smart ass. I won't get hurt, you know. So, And then you did? Or? Well, I never broke anything, but, mm-hmm. I mean, I got <laughs> skating pools. Oh, my God. Uh, I remember trying to learn aerials. That was, uh, yeah. yeah. I still have, like, this part of the tooth is still... Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. did, and did you? How was your bat? Oh, about, oh, I was a leadoff hitter. Okay, yeah, I was a sprayer. So, you know. oh, outfield and leadoff. That's, yeah, were you a base dealer? Yeah, I was fast, but I could I could see. I was playing pop Warner football too, for a while, and then I played one year of high school football, and that was it for me. Yeah, the, the pop Warner again. It was an all black team except for me and the Hawaiian quarterback. Okay, and we were. It was a state championship team. They won six years. I was in the middle three years. 
Um, I had to work my way up to a starting position. But it was a different culture there because I think cause maybe because we were just kids. Because mm-hmm. everybody there, you know, played baseball or basketball as well. And everybody was into like wrestling. And, and I don't mean collegiate. I mean like, you know, wrestling on TV, wrestling and, oh, yeah. and monster movies and all the kids stuff. So it was real relatable. It was just kind of, we all met playing football, but then you find out like, oh, you're into model cars too. Me too. You know, it was that kind of thing. Yeah. And then when I got to high school, that's where you said, oh, you're going to be a cop. (laughs) You know what I mean? It was like, yeah, because you're a bully. (laughs) I can see it now. You're going to kill people and get away with it. Yep. Yeah. Like if you need me to sign anything, I'll do it. (laughs) Oh man, I hated that culture. I hung out with the wrestlers actually for sports guys. I didn't wrestle, but I hung out with. So uh, now we're talking about the collegiate style. Collegiate style, because yeah, the... the wrestlers, at least in my high school, were all a they were all smart, yeah, and b they were all into um, wrestling was like their vehicle. They enjoyed it, but to get elsewhere because hmm. this is an inner city school, right? So they were uh, my best friend Morris Johnson, who's no longer with us. Was uh, we met in art class, phenomenal painter, um, ended up being an Olympic wrestler, makes the Olympic team in eighty. Wow. We didn't go. Go boycott. Yeah. It was Makes, in Russia, right? Right. Yeah. Made the 84 team. Pops a rib. Can't go. Bop two ribs. His substitute goes and gets a gold. Mm. Insult injury. But yeah. He ended up being a PhD uh, family and child psychologist. Graduated from Temple. Is that all? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He was. Uh, he was a great guy. We were. I was just listening. Uh, his song was, uh, he loved Steely Dan. His song was Peg. Oh, yeah. So anytime I hear Peg, I'm like, yeah. I miss my friend. Yeah. I introduced him to his wife in high school, the whole nine. She was in my science class. <laughs> so yeah. um, you, I think you said a couple years after you graduated high school. Yeah. Is that when you came back to San Francisco? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What was that decision like? Was it kind of a no-brainer or was it like? Oh, it was definitely a no-brainer. I wanted to go to New York. Okay. New York is where I wanted. I was out there the year or so before. And with, why? With friends of my brothers from the army. Why uh, New York or San Francisco? Like, what, oh, what come was on, the man! Draw? Sacramento. Why Fort Worth? Or you know, <laughs> of course. I know, but the yeah. people don't know. Let's, yeah. Let's hear yeah. what. Let's hear what nineteen-year-old Jaime thought of it. That's funny. That's the age too. Nineteen-year-old uh, Jaime hung out with twenty-year-old uh, Arturo Arias, who's still my dear friend. He lives outside Philly now. Um, we were both in bands together. And we had, I don't know if I sent you Los Punkers. That sounds familiar. The little I think one, you the, did, yes. The 24-hour comic. Yes, That's art. Yeah, art okay. and I did that. And we both thought we would move, you know, to the Bowery and hang out with Iggy and, and Johnny Thunders. And, you know, I was a big, I mean, if I was just listening for, I'm a big Mink DeVille fan, so I thought I'd, you know, be the next Willie DeVille or something. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we just kind of romanticized all that, you know, the whole Basquiat and, you know, all the art scene and the whole thing. Art and music. Yeah, yeah. So, because I do play that closet's full of instruments. I used to be a musician. I, I am still, but I just don't play. Back in those days? Uh, it's Yeah, we, we had bands, but it, then when I got to the city, I thought I'd be the next Muddy Waters. But right. that, yeah, I ended up playing a thousand forgetful punk bands and, okay. and R&B bands and all sorts of stuff. Because I liked playing. I just liked playing. And I, yeah. I liked punk, but I didn't. It was, see, I'm already digressing, but right. by the mid eighties, I noticed the next group of kids that came up behind me started at punk rock and I noticed mm-hmm. what a bunch of narrow minded fucks they are. Okay. Yeah. So it was like, I, did I send you the comic that had the picture of me riding in the, or the picture, the story of me riding in the van with a band that, uh, 
yeah, we had, you know, you pick your, your music and we had a boom box. So, you know, they always were listening back then, MDC, DRI, mm-hmm. all, all the initial bands. Right. And, uh, <laughs> which I liked actually, you know, a lot of Black Flag, which was cool. And then the ones I hated was a lot of hair metal band. Mm. Like, I, I'm sorry. I just don't like Motley Crue. Never have, never will. Right. So I never cared for that music. It was cartoony stuff. And, um, but I would bring, and I wasn't being funny, I'd bring like Stevie Wonder songs in the key of life. Yes. Or I'd have like my lowrider oldies mixtape and stuff, and they just couldn't hang, you know? And the like, newer, they, the, that generation. That generation just couldn't yeah. hang. And okay. I remember they told me, dude, we're just not into this. Because they're pure. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Like, oh, it's Jaime's turn. You can hear almost the collective. <sighs> you know, like, this <laughs> is like my turn. What's he going to put on next? Yeah, you know, and probably so. guessing years later, they were probably like, oh, shit, yeah. we should have listened. Yeah. Or they probably forgot about me. They're like, oh, yeah, I was always into this. <laughs> right. I was in a van, and this guy hated it, you know, or something. Yeah. So who knows? So <clears throat> why didn't didn't you guys move to New York? Do you remember? Oh, uh, my mom, you know. Too far. Yeah, too it was cra- way too far, too and I sold my car, and I figured, you know, if i got to come home to see my mom, it's going to take a few days. Yeah. You know, we're San Francisco. I've done it. You know, I could get from San Francisco to Sacramento in four hours just yeah. using a bus. Right. You know, so right. that was my logic. And I didn't hold it against her. I was like, eh, you know, I'll go here. It's cool. It's not a bad place. Yeah, and I know people there already, so. That was going to be my next question. Yeah. So when you made that decision to move, was it like, I'm going to move in with friends? Or did you have to find a place? Or I moved in with uh, my childhood friend. And these are the pre, obviously, uh, pre-internet days some list some board listed sac sac state i think is where he went at that time had like you know rides to you know whatever to seattle mm-hmm. uh, apartment you know looking for roommates in san francisco so he mm-hmm. found one of those okay and so one of the guys that was going there was staying in a town outside of sacramento somewhere like rockland mm-hmm. and i'm still friends with that guy mike basil who's a professor up in canada now and so him and mike went down and then i followed like a month or so later so you guys all got the place yeah it was me mike matt i'm still friends with matt was from uh connecticut and then uh, some other dude we called the bat because he'd stay up all night on acid and hear weird noises and shit coming out of his room i love it and uh just like oh what's up with this what's he building in there yeah we have a right to know well i was gonna call it a bachelor pad but that doesn't do it justice it sounds like you guys were like actually interesting uh, some of us were the the bat was interesting uh, yeah. <laughs> to say the least. Uh, yeah, it was it was that we went there. Then it finally we broke off everybody. I think Mike and Avery went and lived over by San Francisco State. I ended up living with a childhood buddy for a minute, but I was dating somebody. And then her and I got our money together and we went and got our own place. Where just so. quickly going back, where was that first place that y'all got from the board? Oh, uh, it was in the Western Edition. It was on Broderick at uh, Geary, between Geary oh, yeah, and... that's my head. Yeah. I'm over there now. Yeah, Western Edition. But it was back then, it was like, yeah, we were the only non-black folks there at that right. time. In 1982, I think this was. Right. So it was it was the hood. You go down to visit Darrow, where I ended up... Art lived a few blocks down to visit McAllister. Mm-hmm. And it was just... You know, there was a gas station down there back then. There was a whole bunch of barbecue joints that were good. Yes. So it was... I used to go up and down that spot. I think Brother-in-Law's was the last one. Yeah, and they well, there's one now, but it's different. It's, it's not, not that that where they are was uh, I know the one you're talking on the corner there. I forgot what that it was. was oh. That was brother-in-law's. Yeah, at it was least brother- in the early 2000s. Yeah, and it was something else before that. And then there was even a place I liked a little better. 
crossing whatever that street is a few doors in was the arkansas razorback that place yes. was awesome damn oh and that breakfast spot what is it eddie's or whatever eddie's it's called yeah still there yeah that was there then and the flying spaghetti monster it's still yeah. there yeah. yeah uh was i'm guessing popeyes wasn't there yet no, Popeyes was there. In fact, Bus Stop Fuck. Pizza, if it's still up there, we were live up back That's on Hate on Divisadero at Hate. It's uh, we, I think Bus Stop is still there. Yeah, I'd been living there like a year when it first opened. Okay. So our housemate Matt used to pop by and get the cheap beers or uh, pizzas and yeah. And yeah. So if I see it now. I'm going. Oh my god, place is fucking old, ancient man. as fuck. Oh, yeah. and and were you guys drinking yet? Oh hell yeah! Come on, man. Yeah. But at bars or oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh, okay. I was I was of legal age. I mean, I always looked younger than I am, which is uh, for me wasn't fun, you know. Especially yeah. when I got towards thirty and I'm getting carded by guys younger than me. Yeah, you know. It's like fuck you, man. It's you know I've done my time. Right. So, um, what uh, can you name drop a couple, two or three places y'all would drink? Okay, well, I'd follow these guys around at first. We would go drink with them up on Clement Street and. Oh. The, our favorite bar we'd start out was Churchill's. It's okay. no longer there. Okay. And speaking of barbecues, uh, Leon's Barbecue was right. One of his, the firehouse was right across the street. And then we'd start there and have decent drinks. And then we Clement and, sorry. Oh, Clement, like 7th or 8th or somewhere. Okay. There. And then the, the Holy City Zoo, whatever, was across the road. There was another bar next to them. The Starry Plow was back. Mm-hmm. Up on Geary, we'd end up, there was Ireland 32s because mm-hmm. Matt, our housemate Matthew McGuire Kelly might be Irish. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, so I love hanging out with Matt because when Matt, when you went with Matt, you weren't paying. Matt says he demanded oh, yeah. to to pay. And then if, if things were going really rough, we ended up at the Abbey Tavern. Oh yeah, that some was of these the places are still spot. there. It's yeah, and we're talking amazing. close to forty years ago now. Yeah. But yeah, that was those were spots there. That would have been back in the. 80s yeah, very yeah the early 80s early 80s okay yeah. the other places i would drink would be uh not bars but was the punk scene art and i were hanging out with all these people so we would drink at the vats mm-hmm. you guys ever heard of the vats no oh man it's historic that was an old uh, i think it was the old falstaff brewery over south of market kind of towards the mission mm-hmm. and um they had all these vats that they would rent out and all mm-hmm. the punk bands like you know mdc uh who else was there for a minute um I'm spacing. Well, DRA, I was there uh, since I mentioned both those guys earlier. Um, the DK, Dead Kennedys had their own joint. The Slug Lords were there because that was, I was one of their, la- I think it was their last guitar player. Oh. And that was Darren from the Dead Kennedys and Willie from the Nuns. It was okay. their band. But that's a whole another kettle of fish. What were uh, some of your favorite bands now that you started? Uh, from then, that? there was a band called Condemned to Death. Local. Yeah, local, C2D. I really like them. Tim was a guitar player. It's funny in bands, you know, like all the guys, like all the drummers hang out together. Like all those guitar players hung out. And I know how to fiddle on guitars a little bit, no pun intended. So (laughs) I would work on Tim's guitar a little bit. Like, oh, I know how to fix the truss rod on that. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah, we got to be good friends. Fact, story with him. He got this bitchin' tattoo, uh, a profile of the Bride of Frankenstein. Yes. Done by none other than Greg Irons. Okay. And I was with him that night. Greg Irons, you know, famous tattooist and underground cartoonist. Mm-hmm. So I knew him from the cartooning world. So I was with him. I was like, damn, dude, I got this old gang tattoo. I want to get rid of on my back that we did. And I showed it to him. He goes, oh, you guys want to use a needle? And I go, yeah, and a lot of Schlitz malt liquor. That's what <laughs> I went in. So he goes, yeah, what do you want? And I go, well, I want like some like a Jose Guadalupe Posada, you know, the skeleton, you know, print, which I have on her now. 
So he says, all right, so we put you, it's going to be about six months or so. You're going to be, but I'll you know, put my name in there. And then he was split a month later and was killed in like wherever it was, Bangkok or someplace Fuck. he was at. Somewhere in the Far East. And so, Jeez. but Tim got his tattoo. That's what's the important. Yeah. And here. it came out cool. It came out really cool. I always nice. wonder what became of Tim. He's a nice guy. Um, so. God, my <clears throat> mind is kind of racing because not because now we're talking about tattoos, but also we haven't even talked about your making art yet. Oh, right. Do we have to go back uh, for the origin of that? Or? Well, I mean, the easy answer for that is I, I've been drawing as long as I can remember. Right. The family joke is that my first art show was like around three years old. Yeah. And it was in the family, my mom's Bible. My mom was hugely Catholic. Okay. And we had a white, she had a white Bible. And somehow I guess I got a hold of a ballpoint pen and, you know, like books, I was the, the leaf or whatever, you know, there's a couple blank pages and then you have whatever. Yeah. And so I used those and I guess I thought. Blank I'd, canvas. Yeah. Come on. You know, I thought I did a good rendering of our cat, you know, yeah. my dad's car or whatever, you know, it looks good, you know. And uh, What would Jesus draw? Right, exactly. <laughs> I have a story about that in a Catholic school too. But um, yeah, so I, I, you know, needless to say, that's been called my first art show. Okay. And, and it was, it was soundly squashed, you know, the, the, the critics panned it, mm-hmm. which was my mom. Right. So yeah, Bla- uh, bla- the blasphemous angle, or oh, yeah, just the whole nine, man. Yeah. It's like you know, why did you do that? And yeah. I'm three. I'm like, I don't know, you know. <laughs> that was Jaime Crespo. Check back Thursday for the next episode of Storied San Francisco, when Jaime will continue the story of his life. Music for the podcast was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Original photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our fourth season, we have more than 150 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can... Subscribe, rate, and review our show so we can reach even more folks. And if you'd like to drop us an old-fashioned email, we'd love that. The address is storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, stay strong, stay healthy, and we'll see you next time. is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcasts.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.